you're listening to The Parent Classroom, a space for quick conversations on how to nurture your child's education. I'm your host, Komal Shah, a former teacher turned consultant who fundamentally believes that every parent has the power to raise their child consciously within the K-12 schooling system. I cannot wait to bring you on this journey. Let's get started. Hello again. I am stoked about today's topic, which is your child is not behind in school. But I'll be a little honest that this episode topic is hard. You know, I was really hesitant putting it out there and I kind of had to ask myself, like, why? Why am I hesitant? And I think the reason is, is because this word behind is so weighted and in adulthood, at least for me, it has just plagued my subconscious and the way that I live. And it's always that question, right? Am I behind in my podcast? Am I behind in my business? Am I behind in getting married? Am I behind in having children? That word behind is just something that I had to kind of navigate growing up. And it was something that was messaged so often. And maybe it wasn't even directly to me, but it was surrounding me, right? That you have to stay ahead and you have to keep going and you can't give up. And if you do, someone else will come and run past you. So that was kind of my hesitancy, but I invite you as a parent to take a pause and ask yourself, you know, what comes up when you hear the word behind, either in your personal life or even in terms of achievement, right? Your job or your relationship or your parenting, what comes up and take that with you into today's episode because I think it does play a role in the way that we see that when we think about achievement in schools. And so I am really excited because now that you kind of, I don't know, have set that intention, I just want to give a disclaimer for this episode. You know, some of the topic areas I'm going to talk about may feel uncomfortable And a lot of it is because it may go against messaging of what you received growing up around what success looks like in the schooling system. And it may not be what you want to necessarily hear. So I want to just invite you to take a deep breath. And I hope this episode will give you some sense of pause, some sense of grace, and hopefully some hope as well. So I'm going to start off by sharing a hypothetical situation. I want you to imagine that you have decided to sign up for a cooking class with a group of your 10 friends, maybe a few strangers. And the setup of this class is a two-hour class. 
The first hour is learning the skill from the chef on how to make this entree. And then the second half is actually creating that meal yourself. And for the purpose of this situation, let's just say that you are tasked to create a delicious, creamy, fettuccine Alfredo pasta. Now, in the first half of this class, you have learned how to make this pasta from the chef and you are one hour in and it is time to now start cooking. So you take your place and begin boiling the pasta, the raw pasta becoming al dente, and on the side are the cut onions being put into garlic and eventually a white cream sauce being simmered. Maybe a few seasonings are added and the pasta is added to the sauce to complete the meal. Now, something interesting happens in this class. See, the friends standing next to you finish their pasta in 20 minutes in this hour time block. The next adult takes 30 minutes. And this person standing across from you in the room takes a full hour. Now stop and look around. Whose pasta do you want to try first? Was it the friend standing next to you who made it in 10 minutes or 20 minutes? Or is it the person across the room who took the full hour? So whose did you choose? My guess is you chose the one who spent the longer time, the hour. Why? Well, my guess is is that there's some mastery in cooking something and letting it simmer for a long time, right? We know that their cooking is an art, and to create a beautiful product, it takes patience. And if you are learning how to make this meal for the first time, you want to take your time. So what are we valuing in this cooking class? I would say we're valuing mastery. We're valuing depth of understanding. We're valuing the time to immerse yourself in the learning of the skill. Okay, so for the context of this episode, let's just say the cooking class is done and I'm taking you now outside of this hypothetical situation. Now I'm going to put this context for a child who's in a classroom setting. For most days, at least what I saw as a teacher, A student spends the first half of class learning a lesson, maybe it's math, and the second half, they're asked to complete an assignment. See, but unlike that cooking class, there's judgment placed on the child if they don't master something in 20 minutes. They're not applauded for taking time to integrate their learning into their brain. So who are we applauding? The child who finishes first? The child who understands the lesson the fastest, even if maybe they don't really understand the depth of the lesson. And then there is the other kid, the one taking their time, maybe learning a little bit slower than their peers. But then these labels are created. The child is behind. The child is not meeting grade level standards. The child needs outside support. But isn't that just wild that we have all these labels for the child who is 
in quotes, falling behind in school. And yet, in the real world, they would be applauded for taking their time and refining their learning and achieving mastery. There would be applause. And yet, that is completely taken out of our schools. And this is hard for me because when I was a teacher, it was so heartbreaking to see this over and over again. Every time there's a child who just needs more time or who doesn't have the means to outside support, they start internalizing these labels. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart. I'm behind. And then when you internalize something like that, sometimes it's not even that they're not meeting the achievement in the classroom because they don't know it. It's because they also have internalized that what's the point? They'll never catch up to that fast finish line. So this topic comes up because... This idea of behind also gets perpetuated, unfortunately, for kids or or your kid who may have a learning disability, right? Whether it's ADHD, dyslexia, or slower processing, or the child who thinks differently, or the child who needs more time to process, right? Those kids are tend to be put into a bucket of behind, And then there's that other category, right, where even if the child is not behind, there is this fear that they will get behind if they don't keep up. So the reason I bring this up is because it goes against this idea of conscious education. You know, there's this fundamental belief that your child and every child is gifted and has potential to excel. So how do we stop getting stuck in this imaginary rat race of success, you know, always celebrating the first one to the finish line. So I was actually looking up the definition of behind, the word behind on trusty Google. And I was surprised by these two definitions. So the first one is behind means less advanced than someone else in achievement or development. The second definition was behind is having a lower score than an other competitor. Do you notice something there? Behind, it's in relation to someone else. You know, behind is not for yourself, but how you are compared to someone who is not you. And every day a child is fighting not being behind compared to their classmates in the classroom. Now, you may be going, okay, Komal, this is all great, but the reality is, is that even if I fundamentally believe that every child learns at their own pace and that mastery takes time, that's not how a child is assessed, right? There are standards and exams and grades in school. I mean, I have to make sure my child is not behind because what happens to their success in the future? And I hear you. This is why this conversation is hard. But the point of the matter is, is that the way the schooling system is built makes you believe that your brilliant child is behind according to a standard that was created to compare your child to others. But we know 
that to achieve mastery and to take your time and to be a learner who is curious, but maybe not the fastest, that matters. And so how do we appreciate that as well? And this arbitrary standard dictates the smartness of your child based on a pace that wasn't even theirs to choose to begin with, right? So I know nowadays, especially post-pandemic, there's so many articles coming out, right, around learning loss. And, you know, this one statistic I found said nearly half, so 46% of parents with school-age children say their youngest school-age child has fallen behind academically during the pandemic. So 19% said a lot. 25% said a little, and 2% said fallen behind but not sure how much. I get it. These statistics are everywhere. They are on the Washington Post and the New York Times, and they're, you know, at your child's school. And so if you are worried, despite all that has been said, if you are still worried as a parent, you know, I am still worried that my child is behind. I do have some tips for you. The first is, based on what we discussed, I just want to again remind you that know that behind your head is an illusion of a school system that creates a hierarchy for children. So your child isn't dumb or, you know, too gifted or that they're going to struggle and not achieve or be successful. The reality is as many times your child isn't being assessed fairly, right? They're being assessed to be the fastest and memorize the most and to compare themselves and their brains to others. This doesn't mean you don't get your child's help or you support them, but sometimes as a parent, you can ask yourself, what are the fears that are coming up about this idea of behind? And just take a moment to reevaluate and that your child isn't bad because they are not keeping up, right? And that in itself is something that was created. And there are ways for your child to feel supported and on the right path. The second one is discover a little bit about what behind means in their school. Investigate, ask questions. So say that you see that your child's teacher is saying that they are behind, they're not meeting the standards of the grade level. Ask some questions before jumping to a conclusion of my child is behind. Maybe they're not being supported by the teacher or the teaching style. And I have a lot of love for teachers, but you know, in this context, really ask yourself, is it your child? Maybe it's the teaching that's happening in the classroom. Sometimes it's it's what's happening outside of the classroom. Maybe it's a social situation in school or things going on at home that could be affecting your child in the classroom and their learning. Maybe it's test anxiety, self-esteem. So be an investigator and dive a little bit deeper into really what's going on behind the scenes. Because sometimes we want to push the academics so that your child's not behind, but maybe there's something more emotional or more human that's going on. The third tip is if you do feel that your child needs academic support, that is okay. Your child is still in the schooling system and you want to do what's best for them. There are 
tutoring and you know, so many outside supports out there. But I would also say there are learning centers out there that actually support with brain balance. Um, Here locally in San Diego, there's a place called Brain Balance of San Diego, and they do research-based activities on children around all of these different ways that kids learn and kids' brains work. And I think that's so fascinating because there's so many strategies that can be used to support your child. Now, I'm going to end off with this. This is case by case. The reality is, is that behind is is a part of the hustle and grind culture that many of us grew up with. And as a parent, it's hard to deconstruct that because you want what's best for your child. And you probably have a lot of parents who are friends and, and you all may have a similar philosophy around what success may look like. And so it can be hard to to really step in and go, maybe my child is not behind. Maybe they are unique in their needs and we need to figure out what that happens because the schooling system is not made for every child. And I will end a quote from Dr. Shafali. She is a conscious parenting coach and she said something beautiful. She said, don't shy away from your child being ordinary. They don't have to prove anything this man-made idea of what it means to be successful. Your child can just be and live and learn. And this idea of behind or ahead is something that you can every day as a parent have the power to say, my kid is right where they need to be. If you have any questions, as always, feel free to reach out. And I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Until next time, bye. Thank you. Thank you for showing up as a parent, but not only just for yourself, but for your child as you consciously make shifts for their schooling. To connect with me, follow at The Parent Classroom on Instagram and join my email newsletter to stay tuned for more resources for you and your child. If you are interested in consciousness and education, you can find my book, Raise Your Hand, A Call for Consciousness and Education, now on Amazon. Till next time, bye.